Welcome to the Uncensored Self Podcast, a safe space for all to learn to love themselves, shed their light onto others, and create a life full of never-ending joy. I'm your host, Emily, certified professional life coach, and I first want to say thank you so much for tuning in today. Just a reminder that hence the name, the words of this podcast are not edited or cut. We are made to celebrate our divine individuality 100% of the time, and this podcast is no exception. This is your life, and I'm so excited that you are here with me right now, taking the time to pursue and accelerate your personal self-love journey. Let's get to work. Hello, friends. Happy Monday if you're listening on a Monday or happy whatever day of the week it is for you. I truly hope that you're able to find joy in today and find little glimmers of heaven on earth in the simple moments of whatever it is that you have on your agenda today. We have a very exciting episode this week because one, it was listener requested and I always love doing listener requested topics. Um, And two, it is about something that I kind of was forced to figure out this year. (laughs) And I think I've really come to some confident conclusions on the topic in the last several months of this 2023. And I always love talking about things that are kind of more abundant in my life, Um, even struggles, like abundant, not in the terms of like, oh, everything's like good and dandy, but you know, like even like some struggles that can be more abundant than others. Um, Whatever. I love talking about things that are more abundant in my life, just slightly more so that I love talking about things that I've gone through in the past. They both have value and can gain insight. I, I can gain insight and share that with you, obviously, on both things and both topics, but there is just something special about talking about these things that are more present and recent in my life because it makes me feel like I'm not alone. And also in that, I hope it makes you feel like you're not alone because it's like very present time. Like we are both kind of going through the same thing. You know what I mean? Um, you guys know what I mean. (laughs) We're all learning the same lessons like kind of fluidly. So the topic that we're going to be discussing today is what to do when that always happens. Wow. I really left you guys on a cliffhanger there. (laughs) Um, Okay. Hold on. Backtrack a little. I'm going to announce the topic of the episode, but um, basically what happened was I got a text message. First of all, I didn't realize that you guys couldn't hear the little like ding that goes off on my computer. This entire time, I was thinking that like you would hear it on the microphone and like it would interrupt what I was saying. and It would be like annoying for you guys. So anytime like I get a text, I'm like, oh my gosh, like, sorry, I forgot to mute my computer. And I didn't realize that this entire time you couldn't hear what I was talking about. As I feel like I say that every single episode, whatever. Okay, so whatever happened, I got a text. I thought it was urgent. I paused the episode. Now I came back. What we're learning today, the topic that we are discussing is, <laughs> and there's not going to be a clearing at this time what to do when or how to handle going about self-care when all of a sudden it kind of feels like an obligation. Like you're doing things, but it doesn't feel productive. And then you get mad at yourself for not being productive. And then it ends up being counterproductive. And like, you feel like maybe you're back at square one. Um, So like the self-care stuff isn't really stuffing, you know what I mean? In lack of better, like TikTok phrases, Um, it just isn't really having an effect on you and what we desire for it to have. So let's dive in. Um, so through, I'd say late January of this year through late March, I was really struggling with just feeling very much overwhelmed. Um, school was really tough for me in this time. I had a lot going on. Um, there's stuff happening with my family, just a lot of like unknowns, you know, I was kind of in that middle lingo where like school, like the end was so close, but it also, I was definitely in the thick of it. Like, I don't know, just a lot of stuff. And it was also like a city winter and I don't know. Everything is just in this. I am not a city girl. Like the city, the winter is so much darker and gloomier in the city, in my opinion. Um, 
So just, I think a mix of everything. I was, I wasn't so much struggling in the sense of like dread and sadness, but I was living a very worrisome life full of like stress and agitation and just focusing on the things I couldn't control. I was focusing on like the bad and the worst rather than focusing on the good and the better. And like, there is a balance there. You like, you know, you acknowledge that both exist, but that balance that I had at that time was way out of alignment. And just overall, I didn't feel good. I felt mentally, spiritually, emotionally unhealthy. And I just kept going back to this thought of like, what's wrong with me? I'm doing all the things I'm showing up for myself. I'm doing all the right things, quote unquote, and it's not working. Meaning I was like, that was the time when I was up at five in the morning every day. I was cold showering. I was eating three healthy balanced meals and cooking everything, hardly ordering out. I was making time to see friends, but also like doing like, it was just like, I felt like I was doing everything, but I felt so like unfulfilled by it. Um, not unfulfilled in life, but just unfulfilled by doing the things, you know what I mean? And I think that that is common because what you do those, why do you do those things in the first place? To make yourself feel better or to have a sense of control in a life where you really can't control much or, you know, like I don't, yeah. So whatever. Um, and once I was kind of freed from this bondage of expectation, I realized that I had to take a different approach because self-care and the things we do are not meant to keep us from feeling a certain way. They're only meant to aid us in maintaining mental, emotional, spiritual, and physical health. Um, a little science example, when someone gets an organ transplant, fun fact, they need to take immunosuppressant medication for life because they are more susceptible to getting sick and diseases and illnesses and just having that like wreck havoc on their, on their body. That doesn't mean that they can't get sick when they take the immunosuppressant. It just means that they have an added layer of protection to help their bodies from getting sick and really quickly like deteriorating. Yeah, you get it. So this applies here because I had to instead change the narrative and say, okay, well, I am showing up for myself. I'm taking the medication, if you will. And while I may not see the fruits of my dedication right now, I know that it's benefiting me in the long run. It's like teaching health to a child. You know, you might say, yeah, you can eat a candy bar for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. That's a choice. And it might feel good in the moment. But if you do that for a lifetime, you're probably not going to live very long. And you're not going to, if you do live very long, you're going to probably end up with a lot of health issues. Or you can have balanced meals for a lifetime and incorporate, you know, the candy bar. And you might actually end up being pretty healthy in the long run. And one might, taste better immediately one choice over the other, but the other will have a more lasting effect on you, more like lasting benefits. And if you've ever tried eating quote unquote healthy, I'm not going to determine that, but in your head, whatever you think that is, you realize that over time you might actually start to crave the nutrients that those whole foods offer you that a candy bar cannot. Um, and you may even prefer it over the candy bar most or some occasions. I know, you know, not all the time. I have a very, very, very big sweet tooth. But just for example, when I was in Montana, I was off my rocker as far as food choices went because I wasn't doing the shopping myself and things were limited. So when I came back, I was like, I just want to like eat a bell pepper like an apple, <laughs> which seems silly, but you know what I'm saying? Whatever, off topic, a little, little bit of a tangent, but you guys get it. Um, I'm using lots of metaphors here, but I hope that you're getting the principle of what I'm trying to say. Even when you don't feel it, don't throw in the towel right away. Give it time and attention and you will eventually reap what you sow. You will reap the lasting benefits and it will 
be better for you in the long run that you do that. However, if you have been doing something for quite some time, you gave it a good go and it's really just not something you desire to do anymore, but you still have other ways that you are supporting yourself in those mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically ways, then just take a step back, leave it and then come back. And that's totally fine. There's no rules here. There's no rule book saying you have to do X, Y, Z to be a person that loves yourself. You know what I'm saying? Or leave it to try something new or leave it to try something that's just slightly different than what you're doing now. I can't tell you how many things I have tried that I no longer do anymore, but just do in a different font, so to speak. So example, there's a time where I used to journal every single night, religiously, page after page, like I would just pour my heart out onto these pages. And now I really haven't journaled in that way in a very long time. So instead of putting pen to paper in that sense, I put pen to paper to make brainstorm trees, to just like talk about ideas that are in my mind and just let my creativity overflow. Or I make lists of things that were on my heart and I write poetry sometimes. Like, who am I? Like, I would never have seen myself like working through my feelings in that way. But like, just like journaling is one aspect. Now I'm turning to poetry. It's the same, same activity in a different font. You get what I'm saying? So, but yet I still know I have those long journal entry tactic, that long journal entry, like that specific way of journaling in my back pocket as a tool to use whenever I feel that I need it or whenever I know that I need it. And the body and mind lets you know when you need things because under pressure, it all comes back to your habits and what you have done in the past, which is why it's so important to, you know, keep up with those things. But when it comes down to the habits and you go back to what you do in the past, when those feelings or emotions or situations present themselves once again, it's like, that's what you resort to. So I know that if there's ever a time where I feel really like I did when I was journaling every single night in that way, I know that I can use it as a tool and I probably will use that journaling once again in my lifetime. But for now, I'm okay with the fact that I don't. And I don't force myself to do that if I am leaning on other methods of self-care to support me. And look, if you are someone right now, I'm telling you, if you're someone who is willing to listen to a podcast in your free time on how to help yourself and love yourself more so that you can be a better individual not just for yourself, but also then for the good of those around you, because that's what happens when we love ourselves better. We love other people better. You are a highly self-motivated individual, intrinsically motivated. Like, do you really see, listen to me right now. Do you really see how you're spending your time right now? You have AirPods in, or this is on in your car, or it's blasting on your speaker, but you're listening to my voice talking about self-love and self-care and walking in alignment and doing things to better yourself. Like, this is an act of self-love and self-care in and of itself. And you don't need to view this as something that you have to do for yourself, but rather something that you get to do. So in the hard seasons, when you don't feel intrinsically motivated to do all of the things, you know, wake up at five and journal and eat a kale salad and then hike and take a yoga class and meditate all on the same day and go to bed by seven because you're waking up at five, <laughs> notice all the ways that you are intrinsically motivated just by caring about the things that you care about. How do you still, how do you still show up for yourself, even when it's not in the most aesthetically pleasing visual of self-care that our society has created? Did you respond to a text and converse with a friend over a couple things? Perfect. You're making connections, self-care. Did you get yourself to class on time? Perfect. You're respecting the professor and you're respecting yourself and you're advancing your future, self-care. Did you put yourself to bed tonight? Perfect. Getting sleep, self-care. Don't let the little things go unaccounted for because they matter too. 
And the little things are the building blocks for the bigger things. So without the little things and without acknowledging the little things, we can't have pleasure and joy and fulfillment in the bigger things. And look, I keep saying and looked, but I feel like it's a very like, you know, very like rough topic. Not rough, but just like, I don't know, a little bit of like tense hard love. Um, mostly because I need to hear it myself, but whatever, you guys get it. Okay, <laughs> moving on. We all know how the waves of um, motivation go. These feelings that you have right now are going to come and go, whether you are totally inspired right now, like on fire with creativity, or like you're just a big dump pile of ashes. Cause you know, that's people feel this way. It's like writer's block. You probably were introduced to that term when you're like in third grade. <laughs> inspiration will come and inspiration will pass and it will cycle over and over and over again. And I've been walking in this journey, quote unquote, for the past three years plus now. And my waves of emotion and inspiration have like crashed and curled a bunch, even just monthly, depending on where I'm at in my cycle, since I'm cycle syncing as of like, the past, like, I don't know, whatever, unimportant. Um, I recognize that I may feel a certain way just at certain points in the month and at certain days, um, just based on like what's going on within my body. And I've learned to partner with that and not to work against it. So if you're just starting out this journey, it might be a little bit intimidating, or maybe this is just the first time that you're acknowledging that you're feeling this way. Um, and you want to like change the way you see it. It might be a little intimidating, the first time you feel this way, because I think when it happens to me, it makes me feel as though I'm regressing a little bit or like backsliding. But the truth of the matter is that we are changing like ever so quickly and like swiftly every single day, like our energy shifts and our mindsets ebb and flow. And we have to stop thinking about these feelings as backsliding, but rather just recognizing it as an emotion and just see it as an exchange of what exists within us. It's like this very gentle game of tug of war going on within our bodies, but like in 20,000 different directions, you know? So we learn to work with what we have within the limits of what has been provided to us each day. And we let that be enough for us. That is how we overcome this. We can't hound for more because we're not going to get it because that's just, you know, you were given something and this is what you can do with it. Um, and like I said, there's a way to see that, you know, you can choose how you see it. But like ultimately, like if you have a, if you have a certain set of limits each day, then that's what you're given. And you, you have to learn to work with it. You could see it as the best thing ever. And you could see every set of limits as the best thing ever, but like you can't hound for more. It's just, sometimes it's just how it is. And you can't also then get angry with yourselves on what we can't do or what we did yesterday or last month, because each moment is different and unique and offers its own set of intentions and gifts. I want to use as an example. So I was talking to my sister about this yesterday, actually. And I said, in terms of doing your best, because this is like working within the limits of what you have. Let's say there's two people in a room. One is a bodybuilder, has 1,000 bodybuilding competitions, like literally strongest man on earth, okay? Just to have that in your mind. All tanned up and glossy on stage. Then you turn and you see a frail 100-year-old woman that when you hug her, you feel like you feel her spine. <laughs> and I said this to my sister. I said, that's my grandma because <laughs> – um, but yeah. And, um, grandma, if you're listening, that's not an insult. I think you're beautiful just the way you are, but I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying, let's say that grandma does 20 pushups. Whoa. Like I would be blown away if I saw my grandma get down and do 20 pushups. Now let's say I see the bodybuilder. He does 20 pushups. 
Who do you think worked on the better half of their limits? My grandma, obviously. Like, bodybuilder could probably do 20,000. I mean, that might be a stretch, but you get what I'm saying. So it's like they were both given something, right? Like, you're both at a very, like, at that moment in time, what was your ability? That is what you have. That is what you were given. But then work within your means, you know? If you, if my grandma found it in her to do 20 pushups, that is like she is exceeding the charts on like looking at the bright side and doing what she can. The other guy, he's not really living in fulfillment with what he has. He's not showing up as, as his best. So like, I, again, I just say you work within the limits that you have. So just, it might be intimidating again to feel this way at, as a first timer or a first time like acknowledging these feelings um, of like lacking inspiration or lacking motivation to do to do all the things or like, you know, that's what happens when you do all the things, but you're not feeling it. Um, you feel like your backside is not really hitting you in the same way. Then work within your limits. Take that step back. Try something new. And it's okay to, you know, w- work within the ebbs and flows. Okay, kind of went on a tangent, but it's fine. Um, one thing that I tend to struggle with or kind of always resort back to, in a sense, to struggling with Um, and that means that I haven't allowed myself to learn the lesson yet. And I will continue to struggle with it until I let myself learn the lesson. Um, one thing I struggle with is allowing myself to have fun and like continually asking myself, am I having too much fun? If that makes sense. And sometimes I feel like if I'm not working or doing something towards improving my life, um, that I'm just wasting my time. Like sometimes I get anxious when I'm out for the entire day with Gunner or my family, um, or if I know that I have like responsibilities to tend to at home, or like if I'm sitting out by the pool, I'm like, oh, I can read a book and do this, or oh, I can, you know, sit and like do a lesson while I do this, or I can write my pocket. Like I can't, sometimes just, if I'm just like sitting in my apartment and I know, or if I'm sitting and doing something and I know that there are other activities to be tended to, I get so frustrated with myself and I'm, or if I watch more than two episodes of a show on Netflix, I'm like, why am I just laying here? There is life to be lived. And like, yes, that statement is very much true. I need to have room for both. Um, you know, I need to acknowledge that I have like things and responsibilities and things that I can achieve because that brings a sense of fulfillment that like sitting at home watching TV, like literally like an entire lifetime would not, I would not feel the same thing. Um, So while that statement is true that like, why am I just laying down? There's life to be lived. It's okay. Like there needs to be room for both stillness and activity so that my joy will cut even and stay stable. You are a human being. You're not a project to be worked on. And our beings create this like masterpiece throughout our lifetime, but we don't always need to be painting. Um, So I'm just going to say right now, like if you are someone right now who maybe you are really trying to like get this one act of self-care in and it's like always a struggle to make time for it. You feel like it's a dread. You do it, but you kind of half-ass it because your mind's not really there. And you're just like, oh, whatever, like I'll try again tomorrow or you start beating yourself up over it or whatever. Or then all of a sudden you're out with your friends and you're like, oh, well, how can I be enjoying this right now if I wasn't journaling yesterday? Like, you know, just going on this, this tangent, just take a breath because the things that you do that bring you joy are acts of self-care in and of itself. An artist, you know, who is painting and creating masterpieces still washes his brushes and takes time to eat lunch and talks to a friend with aimless conversation just because they're friends. And he also goes to bed and gets sleep. His painting does not end up any less beautiful because he took the time to literally just chill out. Your brush doesn't always need to be fastened to the canvas. It's okay to put 
it down and change colors or change brush styles or whatever it is. And it's okay to get inspiration from a different thing or something than you originally saw your idea going in. That's just what an artist does. And the masterpiece still gets finished perfectly exactly as it should in the end. And it still has the same capability to be admired as if the artist took a different route. Um, so at this part of the podcast, I'm going to read a quote. I hope that artist metaphor made sense. Um, I thought it was good. <laughs> Maybe I should stop like tooting my own in my, cause sometimes like when I like write these little notes and like, yeah, that's good. It like really clicks in my mind, but like in yours, you might be like, what? So I think maybe I, I need that was a humbling moment for me to be like, yeah, that not everyone probably got that, Emily. But I hope you did. And if you didn't, we could we could chat about it. Um, anywho, at this part of the episode, I'm going to read a quote that I saw on Pinterest, and it is by um Ralph Waldo Emerson. And it says, Sorrow looks back, worry looks around, faith looks up. I want you to continue to show up only as your best self, not your best self from yesterday not your best self from tomorrow, not your neighbor or your friend or your parents' version of their best self, but your best self, what you have the ability to do right now. Just work within those means. That's all you have to do. And if you don't have it in you to purposefully show up in all of the ways, then just pick one or a few or water them down if you need to. Acknowledge that what, what, acknowledge what you are doing and what you can do productively and just stop judging yourself based on what it feels like but also don't stop completely for that same reason just based on mere feelings so you know you there's so much purpose in the actions and intentionality that you put behind those actions um so just let it be done for the right reasons you know do you have faith that where you're at right now however you feel whatever you are or aren't doing even if it's rock bottom you're hardly surviving do you have faith that where you're at right now can still play a grand role in who it is that you're supposed to become? And if you don't, you might want to change the direction in which you're looking. So yeah, I hope this episode was a help to anyone who feels like their efforts are just not enough sometimes. Um, just acknowledge always that you're doing the best that you can. And if you realize, hey, maybe I could be doing a little bit better, not in the sense that like I need to be doing more and I suck, but just in like I'm maybe not working on the better half of my means. Um, then strive for that. But if you are doing the best that you can um, for that very moment in time, then be content with that and be proud of it and be proud in it. So keep going. The journey is always totally worth it. Be sure to pass this podcast or episode along to anyone you think could benefit from hearing it. And if you'd like to take the time to rate and review this podcast as well as follow or subscribe, depending on what platform you're listening on, I would so appreciate it. Can't wait to see you guys next week. And until then, I wish you all the joy in the world. XOXO. With the biggest virtual hug in the world, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to my podcast today. If anything resonated with you, please don't hesitate to share this podcast with anyone else who you feel needs to hear it. You can find me on Instagram at The Uncensored Self and on TikTok at Emily Ziz for more self-love inspired content and updates about the show. I love the encouraging community we have on social media, and I especially love chatting with my listeners. So please feel welcome to contact me at any point in time. If you have questions, suggestions, testimonials you wish to share, or just want to chat, DM me or send me an email at theuncensoredself at gmail.com. Human connection is one of the things I value most, so I can't wait to get to know you. I also have a text messaging service where you can sign up for weekly motivational messages free of charge. 
All you have to do to join is text the number 81010 with the message at TUSPOD. Your listenership means everything to me. Can't wait to chat again next. And until then, I wish you all the joy in the world. XOXO, Emily.